off the ball. GAA. If and when Tyrone decided they didn't need my services and somebody else came looking them, I would be happy to consider that. I considered it this time and I think it was a good decision. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Racing Pod. On Off The Ball. With William Hill. Best odds guaranteed on all Irish and UK racing. 18 plus. See gamblingcare.ie. Welcome to episode 15 of The Racing Pod on Off The Ball with John Duggan and Johnny Ward. Remember, we're here every Friday with analysis, race previews, tips, stories, interviews and crack. The first half of the pod each week is free to air. The second part is exclusively for members. So be sure to sign up by going to offtheball.com forward slash join. And for members this week, we'll preview Saturday's action at Kempton and Newcastle. Subscribe now for all the juicy info. Johnny, how are you? Good, JD. Good week for you last week, Johnny, in the pod. Good, Couple of winners. Good, good, great week. You know, and now is the hour 12 to 1. Now is Yay, man. Um, but more to the point, Gavin Cromwell is the man. And uh, when he was on our live show, um, he, we spoke about his rating of Britain and uh, his strike rate has been staggering. Sean Flanagan on both. Yeah, man, kind of unceremoniously threw him off after the line. Ground is extremely testing at the moment. But uh, very surprised that the 12 to 1 uh, now is the hour. Didn't think that, that was one. your member's nap, John. So happy days, yeah. Well done. And, uh, yeah, so uh, good weekend. Uh, your own horse ran well as well. It was second. Um, we second should have done the yeah. forecast. Yeah, my yeah. silver lining. So, um, yeah, so Haydock. very, very testing ground is the team, but we've had some decent weather this week and I'm glad that the Adonis card goes ahead tomorrow. That's at Kempton. So Gavin Cromwell's strike rate in Britain this season, 25%, 11 winners and 44 runners, 382,000 sterling in prize money earned. Johnny, 18 days to Cheltenham. If you're going, if you're booking your trip, if you've never been before, do's and don'ts. Anything that comes to mind? Wow. Um... I'd be. It looks like it's a little bit different in that the sales haven't been as high yes. this year, so it's not quite as manic. Um, I've gone over on the boat. Um, I've gone over um, on the plane and um, on an automobile as well, like John Candy. I oh, what a movie, John Candy, <laughs> my brother's favorite movie. Yeah, um, I've been part of an automobile from the um, boat to uh, Cheltenham. I've. There's there's a scene in Only Fools and Horses where um, Rodney goes out on a he, he kind of meets this girl Cassandra and he meets her in a late in a late night nightclub and he she she says she'll drop him home and he's so embarrassed about where he lives he um, gets her to drop uh, him off at this really really posh part of town that he doesn't live in and eventually it starts raining and he has to walk home but it's because he's embarrassed about where he lived but I was in in Cheltenham and um, I I. I I was brought to a match by somebody in in um during Cheltenham and I he couldn't have known that I was staying in a particular place because I was basically crashing on a couch and it was against the whole rules and regulations so I had to be dropped off like way out of town after the match so that he wouldn't know that I was crashing Was it raining Johnny? What? Was it raining? And it was raining okay. Yeah so, so, so you're, was, you're now the Rodney of the uh, I am the Rodney and, of the um, racing pot and I'm the Dell boy You're the Dell boy Lots of phrases coming in Cushty and Basically you can you can crash in many it's hard to get accommodation in Cheltenham so you have to make, um, make Yeah I've stayed you. with the same couple for 20 years cool. On the road outside the race course, I'm very lucky. Amazing, uh, New Barn Lane. So I've stayed up in Winchcombe, which is a stunning village. That sounds like I had a Wisnell and I. Yeah, yeah. Winchcombe, yeah. yeah, Penrith Tea Rooms, but yeah, uh, Wisnell, uh, <laughs> really. Um, so I've stayed up there as well, and that's 15 minutes maybe bus from the race course, and it's beautiful, beautiful part of England. Yeah, there's the Cotswolds. I mean, yeah. I, the, the few things I I remember I made a note of this. I did an article a few years ago. So 
If you're going to be there on the Tuesday for the Supreme Novices hurdle, when the roar goes up, get a good position. Mm. That's important because mm. it is really, really packed uh, with the crowds back now. Um, if you want to give yourself the best possible chance of making money, don't use your Thursday money on Tuesday. Uh, uh, and also do your form the night before, your form study. Cramming won't cut it, I don't believe. Uh, watch the market in the morning. The market moves. Uh, be mindful about the going, the horses that act in it. Uh, watch a race uh, at the bottom of the hill at some stage. Just see the gradient, how tough it is up that Cheltenham Hill, that famous hill. Uh, throw your newspaper in the air, your hat in the air if you win. Uh, be selective about where you eat at the track. Some culinary offerings are better than others. Uh, but do find the place that does the ring donuts, Johnny. I don't know if you've ever had the ring donuts at Cheltenham. Oh, I actually think I have. Um, so there we are. Um... The Tented Village is good. Good for hats, good for paintings, good for a bit of uh, looking around. And then mind your money, you can get very packed on Gold Cup Day and chop around for the best prices. Paul Keeley did a piece this week in the Racing Post and he's just on about like my, he basically said I've gotten a headache trying to figure out where Willie Mullins' horses are going and um, these are the three novice hurdles um, not the the juvenile hurdles the three novice hurdlers Supreme these are his entries yeah his entries Willie Mullins alone Ballyburn Mystical Power Tully Hill Asian Master Bill Arkey Dickey Il Atlantique, Mr. Giff, Another Way, Western Diego, Daddy Longlegs, Gold Dancer, Jimmy Desai, Absurd, Super Sunday. There won't be as many runners in the race as that. Um, Bearing Bingham, Ballyburn, Il Atlantique, Mystical Power, Reading Tommy Wrong, Bilirki Dickey, Predators Gold, Gold Dancer, Daddy Longlegs, Jimmy Desai, Lecky Watson, Mercury, Mr. Giff, Asian Master, Dr. Eggman, Chapa de Salayo, Moore Park, Spread, Boss, Ted, Albert Bartlett, High Class Hero, Dancing City, Reading Tommy Wrong, Lecky Watson, Largy Hill, Chapa de Salai, Dr. Eggman, Mercury, O'More Park, Spread Boss Ted. That's the point here. It's astonishing. It's astonishing that Willie Mullins has far more um, for these races than everyone else put together, basically. Okay. So the, the if you're on about the betting there and, be, be, you know, be be careful in terms of what you do. Like, if you're betting Antipost now, bet non one or no bet if you can and be, be very careful of what you're doing because... Willie, Willie just at the moment There was a horse called 543 that they yeah. all thought would run in the two mile race the Supreme Novices Hurdle at Cheltenham and he switched him at the last moment to the two and a half mile and he won a seven to one a few years ago I think he won against Van Almar that year That's right Mass yeah. Morris's horse yeah. and also Willie Mullins is at Ebbesine win the Supreme Novices Hurdle at 40 to one mm-hmm. and Tourist Attraction win the Supreme Novices Hurdle at 25 to one uh, second horse string horses as it were we saw with the Dublin Race Festival Danny Mullins with the treble the first three races so but I think when it distills down I, I'm not a fan of anti-post betting personally even if it's non-runner no bet I want to see on the day what the conditions are like uh, who the jockeys are on yeah, uh, and then make a judgement and what Willie's decided because Willie often doesn't tell anybody until the last moment okay Batty burn. you think he'll run on one then he runs on another so just wait until the day we don't know what the ground will be like. uh, and also 11 o'clock in the morning I think is plenty of time to be making your decision after you've listened to the racing pod live from Cheltenham yeah. which will be going on at 10 o'clock in the morning in a few weeks time thanks to William Hill for the sponsorship and we'll have very good offers for Cheltenham but it is one week where really bookmakers are very keen to get bets on and people you'll get good offers that, yeah it's a bit like the Masters with golf yeah, it's the so one week where you have uh, a, a bit of an edge very potentially uh, 100% um, um, one thing about Cheltenham is don't back dodgy jumpers mm. this is National Hunt this is jumps racing it's a track where it's always turning and twisting Cheltenham is an undulating mm. turning twisting track I think you have to hold your position as a jockey. You have to have a bit of pace and then you have to obviously have a bit of stamina. Mm. But horses that can't jump, especially in some of those like amateur races, the long distance chases, you see horses make mistakes and they're gone. And even like the first race on the Tuesday, the handicap chase, if you're not in it, like if you're not up there, Forget about it. Yeah, it's very difficult. To make up ground at Chatham, I find. Very difficult. Um, and at the moment as well, 
you can't really call the ground. Um, Cheltenham no. hasn't been too bad, but they like, haven't watered, which is interesting. Yeah, they haven't watered because there's been so much rain over the past few months. Um, we have racetracks in Britain at the moment um, that are very, very testing, and in Ireland as well. It, like the the it was March of last year where we really started to get heavy rainfall. So for twelve months the the ground has just gotten constant rain and it's really finding horses out. So I'm not sure what the ground's going to be like at Cheltenham this but year. But it's always fresh ground, isn't it? On fresh the, ground, yeah. New courses, but it's fresh. That's had a lot of rain over yeah, the last twelve months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was fascinated by this, and it just shows where British racing is at the moment. Of the entry Grand National weights that came out, there'll be thirty four runners this year. Be a reduced field in in the thirteenth of April, Saturday the thirteenth at entry. Of the first 34 on the weights, 27 are Irish trained. 27! That's absolutely astonishing. It's astonishing. Um, I think we've spoken about this before, why it's happened. Um, British racing, for whatever reason, the powerhouse stables don't really have the horses that they have. Uh, the There was a tendency of owners to come over to Ireland, British owners as well, to have their horse in Ireland, which is really, really strange when you think about it, like British owners bringing their horse over. Well, they just think maybe that Willie Mullins is the best. and Willie Mullins is the best, or Gordon Elliott. Like, or Henry so he had the Cheveley Park horses, and then yes. obviously the Caldwell horses as well, um, or Henry de Bromheads, maybe better prize money, although that's kind of debatable as well. Um, but... You know, the, the irony is that we've had people, um, you know, making such a fuss about the Grand National in terms of animal rights and all that. But British racing doesn't actually have the runners to even support the race really now. Yeah. And it's staggering. Um, the basically, the, I think the bottom line is that point-to-point horses, they're very good point-to-point horses who are now trained to be very, very good in point-to-points as opposed to brought along slowly. They're bought very quickly by owners who keep the horse in Ireland and a lot of them end up running the Grand National. I was looking at the, I suppose, the anti-post, if, we, if you do like a, an anti-post non-runner, no bet, if that's possible for Grand National at the moment. Uh, the ones I kind of picked out, Nasa Lam, who won the Welsh National so impressively, if it is soft ground, Matter Mission for John McConnell, second in the big race in Newbury there before Christmas. Let's be clear about it, I thought was interesting. Gavin Cromwell. Um, Monbeg Genius was one horse I put into the tent to follow. And Chambard, the horse that won the Beecher race there before Christmas at, uh, at Aintree. Anything you picked out from the weights? Yeah, not some, not some, um, not some decent shouts there. Um, I do like Malamishan actually. I think yeah. this is no. He, I'm just trying to think. When he was second in the Welsh National, he was sort of saying that John McConnell was sort of saying like we're we're really going to look after this horse because um, you know you won't get a horse like this uh, very often. He's but he is eight, so it's kind of like what you know what the whole thing about the Grand National is now. It's all about. I think it's almost like a four and a quarter mile hurdle race yeah. now. I think the yeah. fences are so more lenient uh, whether you think that's the right thing or the wrong thing compared to the, what the Grand National was. Yeah. Was jumping test for older horses generally. In 1940, Bogscar won and that was the last seven-year-old to win until Noble Yates a couple of years ago. Mm. And Carl Grambler is an eight-year-old. It's all about the younger horses I find now uh, that have a bit of stamina as opposed to the older horses because a horse like Tiger Row would never have won the Grand National 30, 40 years ago. He wouldn't have gotten around. Wouldn't have got around. Yeah. So I'm looking at younger horses with lightweights. Vanillier, for example, has a lightweight. Runs on Saturday, runs tomorrow. Well, that's it. And we'll get into that actually now, Johnny. The Bobby Joe Chase 350 Ferry House on uh, Saturday. Heavy, soft to heavy in places. First race, half one a Ferry House. So four runners. I am Maximus, Fury Road, Manella Crooner and Vanillier. Yeah, it's kind of a team at Ferry House tomorrow where some of the fields are quite small, particularly as uh, in the latter sort of half of the cards, and that will definitely be ground-related. Uh, this is a tricky, tricky race. So 
Um, Fury Road, who was well, blinder in the Albert Bartle, won by Monkfish all those years ago and had kind of has had a checkered career since form coming here, F5060. Vanillier, of course, um, you would have heard, if, if you were listening to our live show, Sean Flanagan, go on about how he's gone over in his head about Corey Grambler and JJ Slevin. Uh, funny enough, the two of them were done by Corey Grambler, JJ Slevin and uh, yeah. Sean Flanagan in big races last year, JJ on um, faster slow at Cheltenham. So there was no shame in that. Um, now, ever since then, he obviously uh, started off behind El Fabiolo over an adequate trip. It's interesting how Gavin has trained this horse. Um, he's been kind of taking him along slowly. Um, he's, he's actually not the most not the most natural jumper, but the funny thing is, like as you're saying with in, in relation to the national fences, he did take very well to them. And he's, what, a few pounds higher now. I'm not sure this is his test though and at the same time would I trust I am Maximus? Absolutely not and I'm not sure he really wants to ground as bad as this either. Would I trust Manella Crooner? No I wouldn't really I wouldn't be overly confident on him he can be a little bit in and out as well pulled up or thereabouts in his last four starts so it's very very tough. It is tough. Manel Crooner would be the one I'd probably go for at the mm. prices. 11-4 with, with, with William Hill. I mean, one at Wexford, then pulled up, then third. Hard to place, as you said. Might need to race fresh, I feel, with this horse. But £9 better off with I Maximus for a novice chase win between the two. Now, maybe you could argue that I Maximus has improved. Ran well at Chatland, then won the Irish Grand National in that amazing ride that Paul Townend gave. Mm. And then won the Drinmore Beach, um, found a 50 who franked the former Christmas. Uh, so I Maximus has been highly tried behind Galapon de Chance since. But just on the basis of Manel Crooner, possibly might be a little bit fresher. He'd be maybe the one I might just give the edge to, but not with confidence. Exactly. Vanillier, I don't fancy. I wouldn't fancy Vanillier. Yeah, Jordy McGarvey as well, keeping the alliance with Ian Maximus, and he got on very well with them here when they won the Drinmore. Never actually run on heavy ground at all, and this is heavy, 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 even though, you know, we've had a couple of dry days. Um, it's a race that I'd go with Manila Crooner, but just because I have to back something. Uh, so nice, uh, soft to heavy on Sunday. Like this will be just very, very testing ground again. First race at 20 past one, which is the winning fair juvenile hurdle, a great three, just under two miles. Butler, Seacrest, Church Warden, uh, Puccini, Turst, Your Instinct and Wad Who, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Wad Who has won four races in a row. A tough mare that is liked in the Gordon Elliott Yard. Top rated of these. And if she's taken a racing well, uh, I think she can win this again. Now, so she is entered in the Fred Winter um, and she's entered in the Mayor's Novices Hurdle and she's entered as a big price in, in the Triumph. It's interesting that she's won all five of her hurdle starts, all five, five from five, incredible achievement, and she's any price for the Triumph, which maybe suggests that she has limitations. Again, the issue for me here is she's never run on, on this sort of ground. Um, so that's going to be a question mark, even though it might dry out a bit at Nace. Um, I did a f- an, uh, an interview with Gavin Cromwell for the Irish Field, Cheltenham uh, magazine, and Bottler Secret is a horse he really likes. He was, okay. Yeah, really keen to, to talk about this horse. He was with Kieran Murphy. He won at Galway on uh, heavy ground, and then he won at Nace, um, in a handicap, uh, fourteen to one, stepped up to a mile and two for the first time in a back end race on soft ground, and I'm sure he cost a few quid after that. The fact that he is starting him off in a Grade Three 
is really, really interesting because we're, I, you, you had to clarify this to me before we came on the yeah. show. You, he's not in the Fred Winter. He can't be because you know, he wouldn't qualify. Um, so he's he is entering the Triumph and I think he's 100 to 1. Okay. So if you're going to have an on one no bet for the Triumph. It's is he fish? Can he be fish? Can you be fish for a race like this? Yeah, because yeah. it's not it's not the strongest race for If you take out Wado, who um, is obviously penalised for all her wins, Trust Your Instinct has plenty to prove. Good horse in the flat, but I, I would say probably been prepared for something else um, Pacini's rate 118 which isn't great and then uh, Church Warden um, again has a bit to prove and okay the last day so this horse if he takes to it it's, it's like a decent maiden hurdle very hard to call the betting though because you know he hasn't he hasn't jumped a hurdle but Gavin really likes this horse why he's starting him off in a grade 3 I don't know yeah. but there, this it's not it's not happening for no reason he, he there's some thought behind this okay did he mention Percival Lagalwa in the uh, in the Horsfield chat uh, he did, albeit he had so many horses get through for Cheltenham. I can't actually remember what he said. I think it was favourable, but uh, he's loads of entries. Loads First of all, Galwa, uh, somebody asked Gavin about it at the race night, uh, the live night, and then the horse was probably going to be at least second, possibly first in the Leperstown Handicap Chasing Fan mm. at the last. Mm. I think he definitely, if he brushes up his jumping, he could be somewhere. He has a bit of an engine for that test. Let's be clear about it. I still think there's a race in that horse. Horse could pop up somewhere and win something. Do you agree? Um. Yeah, and uh, I I think it's a is a horse that I'm just trying to you know what he actually said about. Let's be clear about. Going on the place, Chatland, which is two and a half. Yeah, he, he he's quite awful on him as well, and he's um he's probably gotten about. I'm just trying to think. He's probably about twenty five entries. I'll see if I can find it for the end of the show. Yeah. he did he did reference um. It's a, if you want to buy the Irish Fields magazine, some great reading in it actually as well, and uh, he. He's quite hopeful. It's by far the biggest team he's ever had anyway. Newlands Chase, uh, two miles, uh, grade three, once again at Nace on Sunday. So we have Ashtree Meadow, Rebel Gold, Epson de Who, Espanito Bello, Ivor the Boneless and Fernie Hollow. Fernie Hollow has not run in over two years for William Mullins, the Chatham Bumper winner a few years ago, uh, 2020, good novice hurdler. Only two chase runs. In a normal situation, he wins this in his sleep, but this is not normal with the question marks over the fitness. Like Monkfish did turn by Gore and win, but he had run last year. So what do you make of that? Uh, this is uh, fascinating to see. 791 days off. And um, it's kind of funny. I always often think if you were to bring your cousin from another country into a betting shop and you had to show him the race cards and you see a horse off 791 days you literally just put a line through him almost all the time but when it's with Willie Mullins it's almost like it's not even a negative yeah. we saw it with that horse of JPs that returned this year who ran so well at Cheltenham and he ended up winning first time out after a massive absence um, can't think of his name but um, anyway Fernie Hollow like again he's, he's, he's the best horse here and a lot of these horses want further Ashley Meadow you mentioned wants further Rebel Gold won the race last year. I'm yeah. going to give him a um, a kind of a tentative pick. He's 11 years old, but Pat Foley's doing brilliantly well with his horses. Um, and he's a horse that handles his ground quite well. He didn't run too badly the last day off mark of 144. I'm not saying he's improving. I would just be concerned if you look at the others. Epson de Who couldn't have him. Espanito Bello wants further. Um, Ashri Meadow wants further for all that I wouldn't rule him out. Maybe wants better ground. Um, and Fernie Hollow is surely going to be favourite, but it's a hell of a layoff. And if he's he's a very strong horse as well. So if he's harding himself here, he'll, he'll, he'll find it hard to get home. As well in the heavy ground. I actually do like Espanito Bello. Uh, he has won five times at Nice, mm. <laughs> including a handicap hurdle earlier this season. I think if he can be ridden positively on that testing ground, uh, he could test the fitness of Fernie Hollow. But our free to air selections, Johnny McMahon and Double J. What do you want to pick this weekend for the free to air? 
I'm gonna um I'm gonna go with the horse actually running tomorrow. Um again it's sticking with the Gavin Cromwell train team right. really, uh, after Strike while the iron's hot. Strike while the iron's hot and he's never he never seems to be out of form. He's certainly in good form at the moment. Um I'm not gonna go with Bottle Secret, I'm gonna go with Jouster running in the three fifteen at Ferry House, fell at the second last here the last day. The last horse of Gavin's that I can think of who fell at the second last travelling well was a certain um now is the hour. So um, you know, it's it's worked out all right for him. So let's go through that again. What what time is this now tomorrow? 3.15 Ferry House. 3.15 Ferry House uh, for Johnny Ward, who had a 12 to 1 nap on the member section last week of the racing pod and also tipped up uh, Yemen in the race that was the, the Grand National Trial at Haydock last week. So Gavin Cromwell, Jouster, Keith Donoghue on board, number three in the 3.15 at Ferry House. I'm looking at this. Um, what am I going to go with? I'm going to go with Manella Crooner. At eleven to four for William Hill in the Bobby Joe Chase at Ferry House tomorrow. I actually don't think he'll go off that price. I think it's it's a three horse race really, and he's I, he has a definite chance. I think he's in value at eleven to four. Manella Crooner with Jack Kennedy, the man of the moment in the saddles. That's the free tire selections. Make man a double J on the racing pod this week. This is the racing pod and off the ball. If you're listening to the free version of the podcast, we'll be leaving you here. But if you're looking for more, including our analysis of the Saturday cards at Kempton and Newcastle, go to offtheball.com forward slash join to subscribe and get the full podcast every Friday with all our racing tips, insights, and stories from the week's action. The Racing Pod on Off The Ball with William Hill Best odds guaranteed on all Irish and UK racing 18 plus See gamblingcare.ie